Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am your main bitch, Kim, and happy, happy Thursday, yins, guys. Holy shit, holy shit. I can't even believe how much stuff is going on in the Bravo world right now. Holy motherfucker, okay? First off, we got the Real Girlfriends of Paris. Not super excited about that. Yin's guys already know. I'll get in a little bit more about it. Also, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer. And of course, my bitches, Real Housewives of Potomac. Holy fuck, at the end of this episode, well, basically the last thing I'm going to be talking about are my main bitches of Potomac, and then Beverly Hills and all that shit in Aspen, and then we have a new Below Deck adventure. Holy shit, let's just get into it, okay, shall we? This is a What the Bravo but Potomac bitches, hello, hello, quotes of the week, oh my god, of the month, I can't, I can't, but I can. So let's get started. (laughs) Okay, so first off, let's talk about The Real Girlfriends of Paris. Premiered on Monday, I gave it a shot twice. I uh, I didn't finish it the first time. And luckily, when I was changing the channels, right, it was towards the end of the episode where I left it off at. So I don't know if like the big man was like helping me out with that and was like, this is where you left off. So I watched the rest of it, but I do have to say I'm not that excited about it. I don't feel like it will have another season. I think that these girls... They're trying to be housewives. I don't feel like it's authentic. I feel like they're overdoing it. They're overdoing it. They want to be like the hills, but in Paris. And I just don't buy it. I don't buy any of it. The 30-some-year-old, I don't even fucking know any of their names, but the one that's supposed to be the mother of the group, she looks like she's fucking 45, 60 years old. She has way too much makeup on. Honey, you don't need to do that. So I don't know. What did Yin's guys think about it? Did you like it? Maybe I'm just fucked up in the head and I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's just because I'm not a super fashionable person. Maybe that's what my problem is. But I do feel like it's not going to be as successful as obviously Dubai was. Hello. And I don't think it'll be as successful as the new trailer that I saw. I believe it was online or maybe it was on Peacock or something like that. Below Deck Adventure. What the fuck is that? Okay, no below deck med, no below deck, below deck adventure. Reading a little bit about it. New franchise based in Norway. Looks pretty interesting. More outdoorsy as far as like the mountains and snow and all this crazy shit versus like the water and the dolphins and oh my gosh, I'm swimming and getting a tan. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but I think I'd rather do like the mountain thing than the beach thing. But it looks interesting. So you see all of these deck crew members and they're doing their thing. And obviously it's all new people. The captain is new. He likes to have a good time. I feel like he's going to be a little bit like the Australian guy on... Below Deck Down Under, even though I don't really watch that. 
So I'm interested in that. The fun thing about it is you are going to see the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City bitches on one of the episodes or a couple episodes. They are charter guests, or at least Heather Gay is on there. I do know that. So I'm excited to see that. I will definitely give that a shot. Yay. Now, let's go, since we're on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The trailer came out before Potomac. Everyone was so excited about it. Me too. You know, whatever. I do have to say, after the Potomac trailer came out, oh my God, that totally trumps Salt Lake City. Sorry, bitches, but Salt Lake City is secondary for me, obviously. But let's talk about what was going on in the trailer. We see that Lisa Barlow, love it, her son, her older son, she's talking to him about going to college and he's like, fudge it. It's funny that he says fudge it when really he means fuck it. He should just say it. I mean, I don't think Lisa Barlow would care. Actually, I think she would love that. So he says fudge it. He doesn't want to go to college, which honestly, I don't blame him because it's expensive as fuck. So, you know, student loans are about to kick in, whatever. So I'm going to feel it pretty soon. Not only that, we see that Heather is writing a book about being Mormon, basically her experiences while she was a Mormon. Now, obviously, that's going to create huge turmoil within the Mormon community. And I think she also said something like, this is really going to basically distance herself from her family. So I'm not going to lie. I would get that book. I know that I read Stassi Schroeder's first book, which was, I don't know, at the time I was like, okay, I'll give it a roll. And uh, I read it and then I was like, okay, I'll never read anything from her again because she basically didn't write it. She probably had a ghostwriter like uh, (laughs) like a (laughs) favor, even though she was claiming that Carol had a ghostwriter. But Heather Gay, I'll give her a shot. I would be interested to know the things that she experienced while she was a Mormon and all of those little ins and outs that... I'm sure the community wouldn't want people to know. I'm not saying that it's like a cult. I don't really know. But I'm just interested in learning more about her life as a Mormon and all that kind of shit. So anxious to see when that would be coming out. Another book that I feel like should be written is by Chanel Ion. We will get to it because you all know that I'm obsessed with her. We then see Whitney Rose on the couch talking to her husband. She's like opening up about her past in some way. Seems like she was in an abusive relationship. From what I gather from the trailer, it seems as if it's with one of her family members. I'm not really sure. But it's interesting towards the end or the middle of the trailer, Whitney is talking about it. And Heather apparently had no idea Because Whitney was like, I was in a abusive relationship. And then Heather was like, what? So that'll be interesting to hear that whole thing come out. Not only that, there's a lot of stuff going on within this trailer. We are going to see, apparently, does Lisa and her husband have marital issues? What is going on with that? It's kind of like a Seth Meredith thing, maybe. It's just now it's focused on Lisa and her husband, which I don't remember his name. But is there something going on? And then we get to Meredith and Whitney. It seems like they're going to have like a little dual thing that'll be interesting. 
I don't think it'll be as interesting as it was with Meredith and Jen last year. But, you know, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll take a look. Now, ooh, I totally forgot this too. Supposedly, we find out or we hear the rumor in the snow. I know, I just made that up because Andy said rumor in the desert for Dubai. But rumor in the snow, in the Alps or whatever. Lisa is doing favors or was doing favors to get her Vita tequila in different areas, different restaurants or whatever. And I guess Whitney is talking about it that Meredith told her. And then Whitney was like, it's sexual favors. And then Lisa's like, what? I don't understand. So we'll see about that. Interested. Interested in what the fuck's going to happen. Then we get to this new chick. I don't know her name. But I guess she's maybe a new cast member, I would assume. She's going up to Jen. And uh, I guess she says, no, she told this to Meredith or someone that she knew a person that worked with Jen. Obviously, we know about the whole I'm guilty shit with taking people's money. So she knew this chick that worked with Jen and now is an informant. So has all this information of what Jen was doing behind closed doors with all the fucking website shit and all that stuff. So we're going to hear more about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Heather gets a black eye. And then she's like, maybe I was hit in the face by someone that we know. I don't know if I buy that. She probably just like fell or some shit. But did someone hit her in the eye? And if so, who? It seems as if Heather is not going to be as loyal as she has been in the past for Jen Shaw. So I don't know. I don't know. Will they be friends? Are they friends? We'll have to find out. And then the final interesting point that I got through this whole thing, it's not really a point, but the interesting thing that I saw was at the very end, I think, Heather and Whitney, someone pushes someone. I think Heather pushes Whitney away. So, and we've seen in the past two seasons that Heather and Whitney have been thick as thieves. And it's only, I don't know if it's only because of this, but they're family, right? They're cousins. So they have been thick as thieves since the show started. But something had to have gone down where Heather's like, "Eh!" and then she pushes Whitney away. I completely forget when the premiere is. It's sooner than, uh, well, you know what? Let me find out. So the premiere is September 28th. So get that on your calendars. Just saying. Now, as we return, here's some new news in the New Jersey Housewives. It's actually very sad news. So we find out that Margaret Joseph's ex-husband has recently passed away. And it says that he died unexpectedly. Uh, He would have been 75. I can't remember the day. But she posted a really beautiful tribute about him on Instagram. All I have to say... Margaret, we are so sorry for your loss. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Sending you so much love. And obviously when things happen like this, it's always a sad thing. So, but we're going to transition now to the most recent episode of Beverly Hills. But before we get into that, there's been a lot of talks online about Lisa Rinna and whether she is leaving the show or she's getting fired and finding this on celeb buzz, celeb, celebrity buzz, whatever.com. It's saying that obviously a lot of the fans want her off the show. 
I don't want her off the show. I think she's great. And if this whole rumor is true and she's not coming back, I feel as if it's because her mom passed away and she needs to go through the grieving process. I mean, it's a lot that she's dealing with in front of the camera with her mom passing away. That's this particular season that we're watching. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's if this is true and she does leave the show, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the main reasons. And, you know, I love Lisa Rinna. I don't care what people say about her. I do. I think she's a fun person. She wants to enjoy life. I feel like she got that from her mother, Lois. And I just think she's a fun time gal. But in this article, it's showing all of these Instagram photos that she's put up with little captions. Like one was posted... Well, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't say the actual date. But apparently in one of her posts, it says, I'm so sorry, I have to block you now. I can't see any more housewife stuff. I think you're the greatest. I just have to get it out of my life. So now people are like, ooh, is she quitting the show? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I guess this was shared to an Instagram account. And this account posts memes daily And then it was the whole, I got blocked by Lisa Rinna. I don't know. Sometimes that shit just gets exhausting. And that's maybe part of the reason why I'm not Instagram all the time. There's been so many Instagram accounts that I've seen, whether it is like podcasters or memes or something, they are so in it. And mind you, that's great. And I fucking support because I'm not doing that. So y'all are doing it for me. But I feel so bad because a lot of them are like, I need to take time off for my mental health and do all of these things. Like they're really getting in on it. So I don't know if that's the most healthy thing. I obviously am not doing that, but takes a special person is all I'm saying. Then there are some other Instagram accounts that are basically saying, so she got fired. She took Real Housewives of Beverly Hills out of her bio. Like, what the fuck is happening and all this kind of shit. So is she getting fired? Is she not? I don't know. But that's in the that's in the world right now. So then there's also this article real quick about Diana Jenkins. And obviously this past episode was talking about the 750K earrings that Erica didn't want to give up for those victims. But guess what? Guess who did give money to those victims, honey? Diana Jenkins donates $100,000 to Tom's alleged victims. And uh, I wonder, that's kind of like, a is that a shot to Erica because she didn't feel like doing it? (sighs) I don't know. It's just messy. Again, I'm kind of over Beverly Hills. I just feel like it's way too over the top. And it's just like, I don't know. Other thing is this. We're at the Aspen trip. I'm waiting for the big fucking thing that we were all talking about, whether it was the summer or a little bit before the summer of like what was happening, Kathy with her remark or something. When is this happening? I'm waiting for this big blowout fallout or whatever. And honestly, it's just been Garcelle and Sutton not getting along with Erica. They're not friends. And Erica doing her shit and then Diana calling uh, Sutton to see you next Tuesday. I'm waiting for the big shebang because we've all been talking about it. Sometimes I'm like, 
Why do I feel like the social media world, there's more shit with that than there is on the show? And I know that we've talked about this, or at least someone who's been on the show before has talked about with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is more shit that happens off screen than it does on screen because these bitches really know how to produce themselves to make them a certain light. So right now, Erica is portrayed as the uh, the villain, as the Ursula, so to speak. So I'm just waiting for the fucking thing to happen because I'm a little bored, quite frankly. Now, everyone's doing the skiing thing and then the whole snow sled thing and it looks super fun. I would never do the skiing thing because I skied once and I fell on my face and it was like dirt and like I fucking felt like an idiot. So no more skiing for me. But I would do the sled thing. That looked really fun. Then we have Garcelle kind of talking to Crystal about the 750K earrings because we're seeing that all in the news at this point in the blogs and all this shit. And obviously Garcelle is a host on The Real and they have to talk about that shit. So she's wondering if she should give Erica a heads up that they're going to be talking about this. So she kind of brings up the actual ordeal, so to speak, but she doesn't talk about how it's going to be on the real. She's just like, yeah, so you have those 750K earrings. She's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, don't you think you should give them back? And then she's like, well, why? And then Garcelle was like, I don't know. I I would do it to have compassion for the victims. I mean, this is a lot of money that could help them heal and all this kind of shit. And then Erica just goes off the deep end. I don't know if it's just because she was either drinking or taking those pills while she was drinking. I don't know. I didn't see that in the episode. I don't want to create a rumor that is false. So she just blows up. And then Crystal comes in. This is towards the end of the episode. And she's like, don't you have any compassion or humility and all this kind of shit? And she's like, you're talking to me about public opinion and then the court of law. And then she's like, what? And then she's like, yes, you are. So that was pretty intense. I'm on Crystal's side. You know, I feel like Erica is the only storyline in this uh, season. We obviously saw the whole Dorit thing in the beginning, but you can't make that thing the main storyline because it won't help Dorit heal. So they're going with the whole Erica thing. And obviously the Sutton thing, but I don't know. I just... I miss the old days of Beverly Hills. I think we need to bring LVP back so she can kind of stir up shit underneath the rug. Um, But yeah, that's basically how uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills ends. And I thought, transitioning now, I get some of my best quotes from here. Real Housewives of Dubai final uh, reunion part two. Always with the new show, they do two parts. I feel like they should have done three. But I do have to say, I loved how it ended with the whole gift giving. (laughs) Ion gives a fire hydrant. Oh, no, wait. This wasn't a fire hydrant. What the fuck is wrong with me? A fire extinguisher. (laughs) She gives a fire extinguisher (laughs) to Stanbury, basically saying, we are going to burn out our fire so we can be friends. Love that. Totally wish I was fucking Caroline Brooks because she gets a fucking trip from Sarah. What the fuck? <sighs> so, yeah, I thought it was great. Lisa giving Nina how to be a friend book. Ooh, that was kind of shady, but I'm here for it. But we have the beginning of the episode talking about Lisa's book of lies and how she steals designs and all this shit. But I do find it interesting that Lisa kind of comes back with how Caroline can't get a mortgage or she doesn't know how to have a successful career. 
And I don't know. She also knows about the Jeffrey Epstein book or Epstein, however the fuck you say his name. But she did. Caroline did admit that she knew him and that they were friends. Damn. But they didn't really get into it, probably for legal situations. Like, holy fuck. But interesting. I do love the fact whenever they were kind of having their fight or whatever, these bitches don't fight like a lot of the women at the reunions of different franchises. I mean, there was no big ass yelling or anything like that. But I love how Andy wanted to simmer everyone down by saying, you all are very pretty and you're all very rich. Thank you, Andy. I wish you would say that about me. So then they're talking about what I found interesting is when they were talking about going to a dinner and Lisa was pissed off because there was no tablescape. I guess she really enjoys like a beautiful uh, table set setting, if you will. All I'm saying is, Lisa, below deck adventure. Get this bitch on your show as a charter guest, please. Lisa, you got to go on Below Deck Med, Below Deck, or Below Deck Adventure so you can see those tablescapes, baby, because apparently she thought it was Nina that did it, but it was actually Ion's <laughs> But still, it's all good. I love me some Lisa. I love me all of those women. Lisa definitely did have some words with Nina, obviously Stanbury, and I think really that's it. I don't think she had duels really with anyone else it was basically just those two but they kind of simmered it down at the end which was nice they all kind of made up at the end that's why I'm saying you knew that this was their first reunion of all time because they ended it nice (laughs) as Dorinda would say (laughs) so then we get to the point in the show where Ion and her uh, experience as a five-year-old with a whole circumcision and all this kind of shit happens and it was a very emotional I mean, as I've said before, like I couldn't even imagine. And she even said, I would never, ever wish this on my worst enemy. And I think everyone would agree with that. So she was talking a little bit more about it. And then Andy said, I know this is personal. You don't have to answer the question. But do you feel that you had a problem with intimacy after this whole situation? And She did say kind of she was hinting that she did for a little bit, but now she's like totally fine with talking about it on the show that she does her husband all the time. (laughs) She says that you have to find humor with every situation that you go to. And that's why she is a badass bitch. I fucking love her. We all know that. Yin's guys know that. She also said when she was trying to get all of this uh, surgery so she could, I don't want to say be normal again, but... So she could be repaired from this like traumatic experience. She said that her husband paid for all of the procedures. I guess they were in Brazil at first and the doctors there had no idea what the fuck was going on. So then she had to go back to Kenya and get all of the uh, all of the stuff done. And her husband paid for all of that. So, you know, their bond is probably super strong throughout this whole situation. We've obviously seen that her bond with her sister is a thousand percent amazing. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy, that whole situation. I do have to say, though, they were talking about, oh, I think Andy was like, do you ever wear sweatpants? And then Ion's like, yeah. And then she says that she wears Javiana sandals. I mean, listen, I feel so much closer to her right now because guess what? This bitch, me, I'm wearing Javiana sandals right now. So I'm basically channeling my inner Chanel Ion, and I definitely feel like we're best friends. I do. 
And I just want to say some of the amazing quotes that I took from this uh, episode. There is an amazing quote, too, that Mia says at the end of the trailer. I don't fucking understand it, but I love it. But with the Dubai women, Ion basically says all this shit. Oh, but let's do Lisa first. So whenever <laughs> whenever Caroline was saying you were an escort and then she's like, bitch, if I was an escort, I would have been a rich bitch because this is golden. Yes. I want to use that like self love. I fucking love that. Thank you, Lisa. I love that. I thought it was so good. <laughs> and then more about self-love. Let's go to Ion because she has a lot of fucking shit that she has to say. Whenever Andy was like, did you feel bad because you came to her wedding with a wedding dress on? And she's like, Andy, how can I look like the bride when I look like this? Oh, oh, my God. So good. Loved everything about it. And honestly, I still don't get why Caroline was upset about that whole thing. And she's saying because it was the train of the dress and also that you came in blonde hair. Like if you would have come with your dark hair, then it wouldn't be an issue. I don't know. That's a reach, girl. That's a reach for me. I don't understand. That makes no sense. But another another beautiful quote from Ion. <laughs> She's like, I'm always going to look better than everyone in this world because I always like to feel good and look good. Oh, my God. I have never heard anyone talk like this, but I need to talk like this in my everyday life. Like, this is fucking gold. This is good as gold, Sheena Shea. Oh, last thing that she says, I was born in perfectionist of perfectionist. Kind of doesn't make sense, but I know what she means. She was born into perfection because she is perfection. And I agree with her. I agree with her. I think she's fabulous. And I really feel like she needs to go on the road and be like a motivational speaker for women and how to love themselves because I would take that class and I would pay a pretty penny, even though I'd want a discount because because I express my love about her all the time. So Ion, if you're out there listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you're not, but you should be, you need to do like motivational speaking for women and how to really talk themselves up because I'm down and I'm game. Now. The moment that I've been waiting for. Holy fucking shit. Uh, Potomac, Potomac, October 8th, baby, at 8 p.m. That's a Sunday. I am so fucking excited. I hope Yin's guys are ready. This is what a trailer should be, okay? Let me tell you what we find out. Just in this three-minute trailer, and I don't even think it's fully three minutes. So first off, we see that Giselle and Wendy have a little tiff, and they get into it. Not surprised because they kind of had like a thing last season, right? Whenever Wendy got her new ass and her tits and all this shit. So something's going on there. We'll see if it progresses into something more. Then we see Ashley and Candace. Oh my God. Are they going to be best friends now? They are sitting at the table. Ashley's not throwing a fucking piece of knife silverware at her. No, she is not because Candace was like, you were seen with a hockey player. And then Ashley's like, oh my God. And then she falls on the ground. Are they best friends? Because how did this happen? I need to know. I also want to know who the hockey player is. Is it Sidney Crosby from the Pittsburgh Penguins? It's definitely not Chris Letang because if it is, then he's cheating on his wife, which hopefully he's not. But both are equally as hot. So I wonder who it is. And then did Mia, did she get a new booty? Because Giselle says something like that. 
and it looks pretty tight and firm to me when she's doing that little game and the potato sack jumping thing. We all know what that is. I don't know exactly what it's called. So we're trying to find out, does she get a new ass? We want to know. Does she go to Dr. Wendy's doctor? I don't know. <sighs> then we see Sharice, old school Sharice, right? OG of the Potomac ladies. She comes back into the group. Is she a friend of or is she actually a cast member? We'll find out. But she comes back in and Karen wants nothing to do with her. So she will do anything she can to get away from Miss Sharice. She's not happy that she's back in the group. And we all know that Michael and Ashley's divorce will be a huge thing within the season, I would think. We have followed their journey. Usually they come back and they're as strong as ever, as Ashley would say. But not this season, baby. Not this season. They are done. Kaput. So we'll learn more about that. Mia's social media posts about her having cancer and then not having cancer and Giselle talking to her about it. And then Mia's like, if you think that I did that on purpose just to lie to people, you're fucked up. So we'll find out more about that. I do remember talking about it months ago whenever she did make that post. So we'll learn more about it. Then this is interesting. Ooh, Karen Huger. She says to Ray, apparently, this is how production spins it here. She's talking to Ray and says something like, now I know that you said that I could have eye candy. Okay, so per Ray's permission, you're allowed to have eye candy. What does that fucking mean? Does that mean like you can just have any hot body with you when you're going to places? I'm confused. I need to know more. Then we see Candace talking to some of the girls. This is obviously when Karen is not around. And she's spilling that tea and saying that Karen has been sneaking out with someone who isn't Ray. Not the black Bill Gates. Who the fuck is this person? Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, my God. Is he going to go to Gray Falls? I don't even know. Did they move back to Potomac? I forget. Oh, my God. It's going to be so, so good. Then Robin, Miss Robin Dixon. She's talking about wanting to get a prenup with Juan. And he's like, why the fuck would you want to do that? He didn't say that because he's beautiful and he's one. He doesn't talk like that. I don't, you know, or at least I didn't hear him talk like that to her. But she wants a prenup. She's talking to a lawyer and says, are there clauses about infidelity? I'm wondering what I can understand why she wants to do a prenup. She's basically the breadwinner with her whole um, hat line and stuff. But I wonder why she's talking about the infidelity clause. To me, it says that she's still not fully trusting of Juan. Is that what Yin's guys take from it? Because that's what I do. So I'm curious about that. I hope we learn more about it. Ooh, another thing that's so good. So good. I think Candace. Does Candace ask her this? Someone asks Giselle. Giselle, are you dating Peter Thomas? Yin's guys. Do you remember Peter Thomas? Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband. And then we even see him in a scene. Holy shit. Is she dating him? Did she date him? Here's my thoughts. I wouldn't be surprised if she did or is. Why? Because he lives in Atlanta. And guess what? Her ex-husband, Jamal, lives in Atlanta. So I don't know. It wouldn't be surprising if they actually did or are dating. It's not like a Whitney Naomi thing. I'm shocked. I'm shooketh with that. 
but I'm not surprised if Giselle and Peter had a thing. But I'm so excited to find out. Ooh. But I also think, did Peter just want to be on the show? Like, I think he's kind of a camera whore. I think he likes being on TV. I do. It seemed like he enjoyed the few seconds that he was on in the trailer. So that's just my opinion. And then we also see, we need to figure out, Candace. Are you pregnant? Are you preggers? Because you didn't get your period, apparently. But then it gets crazier and crazier. Ashley tells one of the girls. Might have been Robin. Might have been Giselle. Who the fuck knows? Might have been Kurt. But she says that she got a DM from Chris Bassett, Candace's husband, at 2 o'clock in the morning. There was a picture of him and some other woman. What? the fuck is this and Ashley was like why aren't you at home and then we see oh my god Candace and Chris talking in the car and she's like you're coming home at one o'clock in the morning and he's like yeah but not every night oh but he's acknowledging that he's going out a lot and coming home late is he the new Michael Darby people Michael Darby did that shit too what is going on Chris Bassett what is going on And then furthermore, with the Chris situation, Giselle pulls Candace aside and says, your husband makes me uncomfortable. Apparently, the way the production shot this or put it together, it seems as if Chris could have potentially gotten in touch with Giselle to see if she's down with it. Now, what does that mean? I think we all know what that means. But... Are we assuming too much? Possibly. But maybe he reached out to her and says, hey, are you down with it? Let's get together. Let's do the uh, do the deed. I don't know. But she's uncomfortable with it. I need to know what it is. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. And then what's fucked up is we see, we hear that Ashley and Michael are buying a house. Why? You're divorcing. Why are you buying a house, Ashley? I don't. Girl, I love you so much. Don't do it. And I love the fact that we see Uncle Lump in the trailer. I love me some Uncle Lump. That's all I have to say. Wendy is then being rolled down. And what the fuck are they called? I don't know. One of those. A stretcher. Right, right, right. It's a stretcher. It's a stretcher. So she's pulling. Uh, she's getting pulled away in that. And uh, obviously something's going on. Is she getting surgery? What's happening? She's having some health issues. Could it be some some effects of having the boobs in the butt implants? I don't know. But something's going on and we will learn more about it. Then we always got to have one of these ladies throwing something in someone's face. Okay? Thank goodness it's not uh, hands like Monique and Candace. It's so funny because I'm watching old school episodes of Potomac. And it's crazy to even think that Monique and Candace had beef because they were so friendly in the beginning. They like loved each other. So it's it's crazy. Boy, oh boy, do times change. But then you got Mia. She's throwing some sort of drink. I would assume it's wine in someone's face. Maybe it's Candace's because they did the salad thing last season. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, this is the quote, baby. Quote from Mia. Love it. Love it. Love it. Very confused by it. She says, does a frog have a watertight asshole? What the fuck does that mean? 
I really don't know what that means. Can someone tell me what that means? Because I don't get it. It's just really, really weird. But that basically was the trailer. And uh, let me see here. I saw some I saw some articles online on Bravo TV about our Potomac ladies. Let's go with Candace first. Is she going to have a baby? Trying to figure that out. Someone says, press release person says this about Candace. I'll quote, Candace Dillard is busier than ever with a successful music career. Seriously? I haven't really heard much about hers, but that's okay. You do you. But if she wants babies in the future, she has to act now. She has begun the journey with freezing her eggs, but along the way, there are a few hiccups. Chris has taken a new job that is taking up a lot of his time, and an allegation from some of the women makes waves in their marriage. Clearly, it's got to be Ashley and Giselle on that. So we're going to see that. So that's what's going on there. And then it's talking about Giselle. We finally see Grace getting her driver's license, which is super fun. And Adora and Angel just turned 16, and they're going to be leaving the West Wing soon. Interesting. And Giselle is in these streets, so it says dating and rekindling some romance. Oh, my God. Maybe she did go out with Peter Thomas. Holy fuck. Interested. Hello. And then we got Karen. She apparently has had some tweaks on her looks. She probably won't admit it. She'll be like Kenya and say that I'm fabulous and I look like this originally. But I don't really know if Kenya did actually have uh, work done. I'm not really sure. I don't really care if people have work done. You do you. So we are, what I'm reading here too right now is Ray kind of questions her new looks and is kind of concerned on her vanity and if the whole procedures are going to have a negative effect on their daughter Raven. That's a good concern, I'd say. I think that's valid. And then again, we see Robin and uh, Juan, they're engaged, trying to figure out a wedding day. They obviously procrastinate because that's what they do, but that's why we love them. And then Wendy, we see that her husband, Eddie, is basically saying, you know, you're kind of taking up so much shit going on. You need to kind of focus on your health and your family. Can you juggle it all? Being a political analyst and doing your candle business. Three wick, honey, remember? So he's concerned with all that stuff. Again, we see her going in the hospital doing all this shit. And then again with Mia, does she have cancer? Does she not have cancer? It's kind of like the whole Brooks thing with the OC. So all I'm saying is this. I am so fucking elated. I am so elated that Potomac is back. Seriously, this is, oh, I'm getting like goosebumps just thinking about it. Literally, this is going to be one of the most fabulous seasons because these are my main bitches along with Roni and along with Jersey. But really, I would say Potomac and Dubai are really like uh, Potomac, Dubai and Roni, like old school Roni. Top, 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 top. Then you have Jersey. But like, seriously, they're all fucking phenomenal. Those are my four top favorite uh, franchises of all time of life. Oh, my God. Yins, guys, I'm so excited. (sighs) Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me being over the moon excited about everything going on. I'm so excited. Oh, Naomi has a new boyfriend. It is not Whitney. Saw it on Instagram or some article. He's pretty hot looking. So yay, you go girl. Yins guys, I love talking about this shit. It's so, it's so good. 
<sighs> now, I've kind of been doing that way too much. I need to chill. Yin's guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate Yin's guys' ears per use. Yin's guys are fabulous, period, dot. Follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Even though I don't go on it that much, just follow me. But realistically, I really want you to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review, please. Give me five stars. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tell your friends, too. Don't just keep to yourself. Tell your peeps. Make sure to follow us at Believe Network and uh, Believe Lifestyle. Of course, put the at before it. You know, Instagram handle at Believe Network at Believe Lifestyle. Yins guys, have a kick-ass weekend and be excited with all this Bravo shit because Yins guys know that I am. Take it easy. Until next week, Yins guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.